0: Welcome to the Gregory Digout podcast. Well, I've dedicated this month to you and to being free from fear forever. You know, the biggest mistake that most of us make is that we try to consume way too much information. We feel like the more information we have, the more possible freedom we'll find from fear. But we do this really because we are driven by fear at times. We are afraid of missing out on something. We're afraid of missing God's will, missing God's purpose, missing the boat, missing the train, missing the plane, missing in life. Listen, while we can all learn and improve our understanding of something, this constant search for what we don't have and what we're missing is also the natural response of someone who doesn't truly understand what matters and what doesn't everything in this life, all that this world, the biggest, greatest thing that matters in this world is a relationship with God and God is love. And I want to read the scripture to you so that you realize there is no fear in love, that the discovery of God's love is your ticket of freedom from fear from the fear of missing out, from FOMO, from the fear of anything in your life. In First John, Chapter four, verse 16, from the New Living Translation, we know God, we know how much God loves us. He says, we know how much God loves us and we have put our trust in his love. We put our trust where? In his love. God is love and all who live in love live in God and God lives in them. Look at what he says in verse 17. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect as we realize that we are in Christ. Our love grows more perfect, so we will not be afraid on the day of judgment. Verse 17 goes on to say, so we will not be afraid on the Day of Judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we are like Jesus here in this world. Verse 18. Such love. What love? Such perfect love. Such. God's love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. You know, we always were afraid as little kids getting expelled from school. I don't know if you were, but I was always afraid as a kid just because I got in trouble a lot and I thought, well, I might get expelled this time. Well, this time around, I might get expelled. That would mean that would mean being kicked out and never allowed to come back to school again. To be expelled, to be suspended is one thing, to be expelled is altogether another. And this verse says, perfect love expels all fear, casts it out so that it does not have the ability to ever come back again. He says, if we're afraid, it's because we have this fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not experienced fully his perfect love. We love verse 19 goes on to say we love each other because he first loved us. (sighs) When you get a hold of this, you get a hold of everything. All of God's purpose in your life starts with hearing the voice of God, the voice of love and having an intimate relationship with him. We all want to be free from fear forever. Don't you want to be free from fear forever? perfect love casts out fear. What's perfect love? Mark 1:11. The voice of God said to Jesus when he came up out of the waters of baptism, I love you. I approve of you. You're my dearly loved son. You bring me great joy. The New Living Translation says you're my dearly loved son and you bring me great joy. You see, the voice of God is the voice of love and the voice of delight. You bring me delight, God said. You know, in John, Chapter one, we see that Jesus is the word of God in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And he was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made. Notice that The father and the son have always existed together. If you understand the tone of God's word, you'll find Jesus to be the most beautiful and to have the most beautiful personality. He is complete in every way. He is happy in every way. He has a perfect sense of humor in every way. He is cunning and wise and playful and humble and honest and generous, not just barely generous, outrageously generous. And when you get to know him as he wants to be known, as he really is, the fear, the comparisons to others, the worry, the anxiety, it loses its grip on you. We break the back, we destroy the stronghold of fear. When we discover who Jesus really is, sadly, though, there are millions of people who have only heard about a religious Jesus. And they've turned away from him because he bores the heck out of them. And you know what? I don't blame them because the religious version of Jesus, not the true version, is a version of condemnation, a version of of intolerance towards your weaknesses, your sins, your mistakes. That's the religious Jesus, the real Jesus. He says, come to me, all that are weary and heavy laden. Come to me, everyone who's burdened and I will give you rest. Boy, there are millions of people who try to relate to the Jesus of religion, but they do not know the voice of love. They don't know the joy of hearing his voice, the joy of feeling his presence, the joy of receiving his power, the joy of being healed by his love. But you can know that today when you know that there's no darkness in him, it means there's nothing but love. Love is complete and perfect. The love God has for us. It deals with our sin through the blood of Jesus. It deals with punishment through the blood of Jesus. It deals with condemnation through the blood of Jesus. It deals with the holy standard of perfection that God requires and that God cannot settle for less than because he is light and in him is no darkness at all. He is all light. Darkness can't come into his presence. So he deals with the drop the the darkness problem. Sin cannot come into God's presence. So he deals with the sin problem by removing it before you are even born by the Lamb of God coming and taking away the sin of the world. All of it has been paid for so that you can have this intimacy with God in Psalm 37 verse four. Look at this beautiful verse. Delight yourself in the Lord delight yourself in the lord and he will give you the desires of your heart delight yourself in the lord in other words take delight in this relationship because he takes delight in you god is delighted in you you are the apple of his eye one tra- one verse in uh, zephaniah says man if anyone touches you They've touched the apple of my eye. God says, if someone touches you, if someone puts a wrong hand on you, they've touched the apple of my eye. Boy, trust God for his protection. Trust God for this kind of delight. He delights in you. He is madly in love with you. He adores you and he wants us to delight in him, to just be delighted to talk to him, delighted to pray with him, delighted to spend time with him. You see if we really got a hold of this version of God, which is the true version, we would not never have to be told, you better pray because we would want to pray. You never have to be told you better live godly because we'd want to live godly. You would ne- never have to be told you better tithe, you better give God the first ten, because we would want to give that and then some. You see, if you really knew him in this way, all the things that religious religion tries to tell us is right versus wrong. Religion tries to tell us to do, but we know we fall short. We would want to do all those things. We would want to do all the right things just because we know he delights in us and we delight in him when you love somebody like that. It's, it's a delight. It's a privilege to do what pleases that person. It's a privilege. It's an honor. It's a joy. Honestly, it's truly a joy. It's no longer a a struggle. It's a relationship of laughter and joy. Yes, some tears, but he wipes those tears from our eyes. Remember, Zechariah chapter eight, verse five, it says, and the streets of the city will be filled with boys and girls playing in its streets. This is how Jesus is. This is what God wants. This is the ultimate. When we get to heaven, it's going to be playful. It's going to be very perfect. It's going to be holy in a different way than our distorted version of holy, holy laughter, holy love, holy joy, holy peace, meaning complete joy, complete peace. Holy, being set apart is the word actually means. It's going to be fun that is set apart in heaven is not going to be tainted by bad motives, bad reasons, taking advantage of anybody ever again. This is how Jesus is. He's such a delight, and he delights in us. And he is all powerful, but he is all love too. Proverbs eight verse thirty. I want to read this to you from the JPS. 1917 version. It says then I was by him. Then I was by him. Wisdom is speaking. This is Jesus, because the word of God is the wisdom of God. And in the beginning was the word and the words with God. The word was God It was Jesus, as we read earlier. It says then I was with him as a nursling and I was daily all delight playing always before him playing in his habitable earth. And my delights are with the sons of men. Notice, he says, I was daily God's delight. I was playing always before him and my delights are with the sons of men. In other words, just as I was playful with him in this joyous, happy, fun relationship. So Jesus says, so I am with the sons of men. I want to have that same kind of relationship with you, he's saying. Another translation says, I was beside him as his darling and I was daily his delight playing before him, always playing in his inhabited earth. And my delights were with mankind. Proverbs eight, verse 30 through 31. You see, when you realize that Jesus is the father's darling and we are his darling as he is. So are we. We read that earlier. First John, Chapter four, as he is. So are we. This drives out all the fear. This takes away this this relationship of fear and condemnation and guilt and shame. And oh, no. And what if God and oh, he's judging me and oh, he might uh, he might uh, pay me back for my mistakes. He might pull the wool, pull the rug out from underneath me, might pull the blessing because I don't do enough right. That kind of bondage, that kind of tied up in knots relationship is not the relationship of Christianity between God and us. It's a relationship of of love and delight. Obedience flows out of love and delight. Obedience is a pleasure when we have love and delight. You see, when you realize this about God, that you are his darling, you are his darling. Listen to me. You are his darling. And you know what? When you know that, you're not gonna miss God's will. If somebody's your darling, you're gonna make sure they make it. If somebody's your darling, you're gonna make sure that they're with you. If somebody's your darling, you're gonna make sure that you watch over them. You're gonna make sure that you don't let them miss the bus, the train, the boat, the plane, anything. We gotta stop being afraid of missing out because we need to realize, and what will deliver us from that is realizing we're His darlings. We're his darlings, you know, you probably wouldn't think of that word, but I wonder how many times you've called one of your kids darling or a husband or a wife or a boyfriend or a girlfriend darling. And what do you feel about that person? You feel like you love them so much. You're going to make sure that whatever good you have in your life, you want that for them. You know, the apostles They didn't have Instagram. They didn't have the news media. We don't need all that. I'm on there to minister, to give the word of God out. And and there's some funny stuff on there as well. And there is some good information too at times. But there's no information that you must have. There's no information that you must make sure that you don't miss out on, because all of that that God doesn't want you to miss out on is in a relationship with him from the word of God, from the spirit of God. If we would realize we don't need the media, we don't need social media, we don't need to be popular with people, we don't need to know what the latest influencer has to say. We have the greatest influencer inside of us, the Holy Spirit. Do not be influenced with wine, he says. Do not be drunk with wine. It means to be influenced or to allow that to make your decision for you. Don't be influenced by wine, but be influenced by the Holy Spirit. Boy, the devil is such a liar. He's painted a distorted view of Jesus in this world this view that some people are on the in, They're on the inside. They're in the know about Jesus, but you're not. And you you have to listen to me to be on the inside. No, we need to have a relationship with God to be on the inside. We need to nurture our relationship with God to be on the inside. When you realize that you don't need to know the newest news, you don't need to know the latest. news, It's all the same. It's all what Jesus said in the last days. You're going to have wars and rumors of wars and earthquakes and floods and tragic things are going to happen in this world, but take courage. I've overcome this world. He said these things are going to happen. He already said it in John 16. He already said it in John 14. He already said it in Matthew Chapter 24. I mean, it's so prevalent what is going to be happening in this world. Nothing new is happening, people. There might be new ways to communicate, better ways to communicate. There may be better technology, but nothing is new. Nothing new is happening. It's the same as it's always been. And it all boils down to a relationship with God, a relationship of love and a relationship of extending that love to others. When you realize that, man, you won't need to know what the latest news is. You won't need to see the latest viral social media post. You won't need to know the latest world event, because the only thing that really matters is a relationship with God. And I'll show you what He's what he means by this. But I want you to know him intimately. He wants us to know him. He doesn't need us to know what's going on around the world. He needs us to know what's going on in a relationship with him. It's the true knowledge of Jesus. That is the greatest need and our greatest happiness. The true knowledge of Jesus, intimacy with Jesus is our greatest need and it is our greatest happiness. You can know him intimately, but you have to look for him and realize that he's already looking for you when you're looking for him. I love what it says in Luke 19 Look at Look at how wonderful Jesus is. Look at how intimate Jesus is. Look at what Jesus wants for us. It says Jesus entered through Jericho. Verse two. Behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, a chief tax collector. He was rich. He sought to see who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd, for he was short. So he ran ahead and climbed up in a sycamore tree to see Jesus, for he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to this place by the tree that Zacchaeus had climbed up in to see Jesus, Jesus saw him. He looked up and he saw him. He looked at him, he saw him and he said to him, he looked at him, he saw him and he said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down for today. I must stay at your house today is our day to start this intimate relationship with God. Today is day one. It's not one day I'll have an intimate relationship with God. It's day one. And today is day one. And Jesus says that to him. He looked at him. He saw him and he said to him, Zacchaeus. Whoa. he knew him. He looked at him He saw him. He spoke to him. He called his name because he knew him. He saw him. He spoke to him. He knew him. You know, he sees you. He's speaking to you and he knows you before you even know him. And he said, today, hurry up. Come down from that tree, Zacchaeus. I got to come to your house. I must stay. You see, intimacy with God, intimacy with Jesus. It isn't even optional for him. It's not like, well, you know, I could take it or leave it. <laughs> he said, I must stay at your house. You know, there are some things Jesus needed to do and some things Jesus wanted to do. But there were just a few things that he must do. He must be born in this earth from a virgin. He must be sinless. He must die on the cross for our sins. He must rise from the dead. Those are the musts. But guess what else? He must stay at your house. So you know what it says? Zacchaeus didn't say, oh, I don't deserve it or "Oh, What a miserable life I've been or oh, you don't want to come to my house. It's a mess. He just did what Jesus said. He's made haste. He came down, verse six says, and he received him happily. He received him joyfully. But when they saw it, they complained, saying he's gone to be with the guest of a man who's a sinner. They're focusing on his past. They're focusing on this man's character. Jesus is focusing on this man's heart. Jesus is focusing on this man's relationship. Jesus is focusing on this man's spirit. Jesus is focusing on this man's soul. They're focusing on his mistakes and his sins and how bad he is. And Jesus is like, I must come to your house. And stay with you. Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, look, Lord, I, everything I have, half of it, I give away immediately. And if I've taken anything from anyone, By false accusation, I'm restoring fourfold. I'm going to pay them back four times, not times one, not times two, not times. (laughs) And Jesus said to him today, salvation has come to his house because he also is a son of Abraham. Why was he also a son of Abraham? Because he believed in Jesus. For the son of man has come to save that which was lost. Wow. We don't see that Jesus is looking at us. We might feel he's looking at us, but he's condemning us or looking at us. And it's like, what's the matter with you? No, he he looked up at Zacchaeus and he saw him and he's like, Zacchaeus, my man, I've been looking for you your whole life. Finally, I'm here and you're here. Come on down from there. I'm coming over. I got to come over. I must come to your house. You see, this intimacy with Jesus is available to every one of us, to you and to me. We don't have to be know-it-alls. We're not. We'll never be until we get to heaven. We just need to want what he wants, closeness, a close relationship, intimate relationship. It's a messed up life that we have. But we're bringing our at least we're bringing our mess to him and we bring our mess to him trying to rather than trying to clean up the mess, hide it in the garage, hide it in the closet. Zacchaeus was like, you know what? My house is probably going to have some stuff in it. And Jesus is going to maybe Jesus wouldn't be excited about seeing. But you know what? I'm going to just receive him joyfully. I don't care what he sees in my life. I trust this man. He loves me the way I am. He wants to come to my house. Here's what I want to do for him now. I'm giving away what I have, half of it. I'm paying back anybody I owe. This guy was not arguing religiously about whether he should tithe. He wasn't trying to rationalize how much he could keep. His heart became generous because Jesus became his friend. You see, with a God like him, you're not going to miss. You're not going to miss it. The idea of missing God is preposterous. He's too big to miss. He's too good. He's too present. He's too caring. Jesus said, I'm never leaving you alone. Wow. The things if we would just focus on the relational things he said, all the other stuff will eventually fall in place when you fall in love with Jesus. In John 14, 18, he said, I'm not leaving you alone. I know I have to go to the cross and then I got to go back to heaven. I'm Going back to the father to sit at his right hand. But I'm not going to leave you helpless. I'm not going to leave you comfortless. First John 14, he says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Verse 16, Jesus says, I will ask the father and he will give you another helper that he may be with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. He goes on to say about the Holy Spirit, he will tell you everything you need to know. Look at that. Just woo, we could just preach on that for the next year, five years, 10 years. He will tell you everything you need to know. He will tell you everything you need to know. Twitter is not going to tell you everything you need to know. Facebook, Instagram, all social media is not going to tell you everything you need to know. But the Holy Spirit will tell you everything you need to know. Everything he doesn't tell you is something you don't really need to know anything. The Holy Spirit isn't telling you is most likely something you really don't need to know. Either You're not hearing him or it's not something that you need to know. He will remind you. Jesus said he, the Holy Spirit, will remind you of what I said. You know, he doesn't even tell us, read the Bible now and you better memorize every bit of it. No, he doesn't. doesn't Tell us that at the time he said this, they didn't even have a Bible. Jesus said to his disciples, the Holy Spirit We'll tell you everything you need to know. The Holy Spirit will remind you of everything that I've said. The Holy Spirit is the best reminder. Trust the Holy Spirit. Let's just stop and invite the Spirit of God, the Comforter to lead us, to guide us, to take us everywhere he wants us to be and to tell us everything we need to know. Come on, just pray this heavenly father. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you that the Holy Spirit will stay with me. Thank you that you'll never leave me alone. Come on, say this out loud. Thank you, Father, that you will never leave me alone. Thank you, Jesus, that you won't leave me alone. Thank you, Jesus, for sending me the comforter. Thank you, Jesus, for not leaving me as an orphan. Thank you, Jesus, that the Holy Spirit will tell me everything I need to know. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, tell me what I need to know. Remind me of what Jesus said at the right time in the right place. Holy Spirit, I invite you to lead me, guide me, direct me. Amen. Look at what Jesus goes on to say, John 1613. But when he the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak of his own initiative. But whatever he hears, he will speak and he will disclose to you what is to come. My brothers and sisters, family of God, listen, the Holy Spirit will not leave you. The Holy Spirit will comfort you. The Holy Spirit will give you the truth. The Holy Spirit will tell you everything you need to know. The Holy Spirit or remind you of what Jesus said the holy spirit will disclose to you what is to come he'll tell you what needs to be said he'll, rem- he'll tell you what what you need to know he'll remind you what Jesus said and he'll disclose to you what is to come listen let me say it again he'll tell you what you need to know he'll remind you what Jesus said and he'll disclose to you what is to come just say holy spirit I invite you to tell me what I need to know to remind me of what Jesus said and to disclose to me what is to come. You see, when you know what's coming, you can prepare. You know, the devil comes to steal, kill and destroy, but the Holy Spirit will give you the way out He'll give you the way in to what you need to get into. He'll give you the way out of what you need to get out of. He's so good. Amen. Today, if you've never received Jesus into your life, just pray, Heavenly Father, I invite Jesus into my life. Come on, pray that out loud. Heavenly Father, I invite Jesus into my life. I believe Jesus is the son of God. I believe Jesus is risen from the dead. I believe. God, you are now my father. And I welcome the Holy Spirit to show me what what is to come to teach me what I need to know to remind me of what you said. And he will never leave me or forsake me in Jesus name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, would you accept my free gift to you? The power of a new life in it is the next steps to this journey with God, with the Holy Spirit, with the word of God, with the church, the people of God, Take a moment, download that. You can download it anywhere in the world. Absolutely free. It's my gift to you. Just open it up, look up the verse right in the answer. It'll teach you so much. The most important things that you need to know in these coming days, weeks and months of your life and of this world. Listen, God's got you. You're with him. He's with you and you're never going to be alone. And with the people of God, We're better together. If you need anything, you let us know. And one of our team members will reach back out to you. God bless. Love you. God loves you. And everything is going to be all right.